Hello, Darian. Hello, darling Eloise, and all our people <laughs> out in podcast land. <laughs> I hope you're all doing well. And I'm getting ready to shuffle for this week. We are the week of the, what is the? The 21st of October. Okay, and I opened it right to there. So Wednesday, October 21st, and all the way till next week. And I'm cutting the cards. And we've got the Princess of Wands. Lovely little card that kind of gives us the sense that Yeah, our, our nice, feminine, creative, sensual energy is rising to the surface. Now, what, what could that do for us? Well, one thing is certainly that... Um, that we were, would likely come up with really grounded creative ideas. So creative, I, I don't like to say creative ideas, though I do, because the moment something creative comes up, it's like it goes into our head. But before that, something is formulating, right? That when, when an artist looks at a block of marble, let's say, a, a it's someone who's going to make a sculpture and they often say, or at least this is what I've heard is that they don't think of something. It, it comes out of the marble. Right? Yeah. That, so whatever you're making is coming out of the marble or the wood or whatever you're working with. So It's the same for us. Something, I, I think of it as an alchemical experience as well, that something is formulating itself. You could bring in a lot of different cards like temperance, which is synchronicity, you know, the universe synchronistically coming together and um, bringing its... Uh, Yeah, bringing that creativity to the surface. But it's very powerful, right? It's, um, mm. you know, when I think of these moments where I sit and all of a sudden, you know, this idea, this idea, it seems, but it's not. Something starts to happen where the pieces are coming together and I, I think of a course or a technique um, and it, it manifests itself. It slowly starts manifesting and it's really like that sculpture. It's coming out of whatever is going on. You know, if I'm in my intellect, if I'm just in the mind, I'm going to, um, well, it feels to me as though I would just sort of impose something but when i'm working creatively something is rising and i'm not quite sure what's going to come next mm. it's, it's like the whole uh, moment in time and the 
the universe and whatever my knowledge is and whatever my collective is, is bringing some form. And I don't quite know what that's going to look like, but I can see it formulating. It feels very magical. So the princess is also, it's not the queen. So I often ask my students, you know, what is the difference between the queen and the princess? Because oftentimes we say the princess might be more immature. I don't quite like that description because we can be 80 years old and still have that energy of the princess instead of the queen. So what is that? What does that mean to us? So I do think it's a younger energy, um, maybe hasn't quite transmuted um, life experience, past lives, um, everything that uh, one has read into wisdom. It's not quite there yet, but there's this sort of innocence that looks like wisdom. You know, there isn't this massive curtailing of um, of our experience by the intellect or by by all of our experiences. So here we're oh. in the experience and sort of enjoying it in a very innocent way. I guess a good story would be when I when I go to Greece. Obviously, I am totally Greek. My genes are Greek. And often everything I'm wearing is Greek. But when they look at me, they know immediately that I am not from Greece. And I, I usually ask, why do you say that when everything about me is Greek? Yeah. And they'll say things like, you have an open face. You smile the way you walk. Um, you, you know, you look trustworthy and I, and I think, wow, that's so interesting. So I would imagine if I was, if, if I was to pull a card in the Greek culture for myself, I might come up as a princess rather than a queen, Mm. because I may not have adopted all of the the cultural requirements. I'm not talking about belief systems that are rigid. I'm just talking about cultural requirements. So it's like I'm a, a Greek in training or something <laughs> for yeah. the country's customs and traditions. It's a very hard thing to explain because the words are so inadequate. You know, I think of yeah. um, uh, coquette is a good word. You know, that's an archetype. Um, the... the um, you know, the, the person, I, I've met 80-year-old women who are still coquettes, which they're, you know, they're flirtatious. Uh, they'll be around young men and um, the men will be, you know, gathered around them. Mm. And in a way, flirting with her energy because it is very flirtatious. Now, if the, if the person who's 80 has belief systems and rigid ideas, they might often think that a 30-year-old man could be attracted to them and go into a relationship. Mm. So that it can happen. I've seen I've seen it happen, but I would I would wonder about um, the value of that relationship, like what the values are. 
you know, what are, what are my values? Well, if you're, you know, if you're willing not to have sex and the man is a little asexual, of course it's going to work out really nicely. Mm. You know, if you have enough money to support him, it's going to work out nicely. I'm not saying in all circumstances, there can always be one where who knows why they're attracted, but usually um, it doesn't work. Like in, in all my yeah. experience with older women and younger men, uh, I would say 90% to 99% don't work. And usually uh, ones that work with an age difference, um, they don't even ask about it. They're not even concerned mm. because it's working. I have an age difference with my, my partner. We have an age difference. He's younger than me. Um, a lot of my partners have been younger than me and they've all worked out quite nicely. So um, that it, it does work out. Yeah. But there, there are certain age differences that might not, like 10, 20 years may not work. And we, we wonder, well, why does it work for a man? We think it's like uh, patriarchy or uh, we think it's because, you know, men need to learn to be attracted to an 80 year old woman. It's like, no, no, I don't, I don't think so. You know, we, we are a little bit different that way, men and women. You know, we, we, we don't look at the same traits for reproduction. Uh, so a man doesn't look for the same traits of reproduction as a woman does. Mm. We don't look at a man and we don't look at his hips and we don't look and see the width of his hips and that will turn us on because the wider his hips are going to be, <laughs> the better he can childbear. It doesn't make any sense. No. Right? You know, we're not, we're going to look at health. We're going to look at whether he's a good hunter. We're going to look at whether he's a good provider, a good protector. And that's because we're going to, we're going to have the baby. So there is a lot of uh, nature involved in the way we, we look at things. Um, and men and women, but it's going to be slightly different. As we know, you know, there's been a lot of testing done that men and women are more similar than they are different. And yeah. in my experience, you know, do, doing the work that I do going around the world, we can superficially be different. Our beliefs can be different. Our traditions can be different. Our clothing can be different. Our customs can be different. Our skin color, our, our facial shapes, our eye colors, our hair colors can be different. But when it comes down to our experience and how we view life, we're all extremely similar. Mm. That goes to the Jungian archetypes, right? Carl Jung talks about the collective unconscious. We have a personal un unconscious. We have a personal consciousness that is obviously individualistic right each individual has a different experience mm. even if you come from the same family you still have a different experience but uh you you look different you act different um yeah, sure of course but the similarities are still greater when it comes to what we enjoy what we suffer not the object i mean you might like different movies than i like but we may enjoy uh, entertainment. Mm. You know, some people might not, of course, but generally there's there's a joy in some form of entertainment. Uh, I might not be entertained by sports, but I'm still going to look for a form of entertainment. I like to read a book or watch a play or a good a good movie, dance. 
Yeah. Listening to music. Uh, it may not be sports, but it's still part of the entertainment um, that we like. So the, the collective, let's say, of the Princess of Wands would have this coquette attitude. Um, she would appear, let's say, younger, even though she would still have attained wisdom. And because she's in fire, of course, there would be creativity. Yeah. So it's kind of a, I, I like to think of this as there's an emergent creativity that is way more complex than we can possibly anticipate. But give yourself space this week to allow that creativity to emerge, whether it's how you're going to set your table, whether it's how you're going to sit around with the family, if you're by yourself, you know, uh, allow yourself to have that time for your own creative, um, yeah, whatever that that creation is. It's the hardest thing to talk about because because the the the, the yeah, I guess it's a process, but I would say it's um, because of synchronicity and. You know, when you think of the major arcana, because this is a this is a a court card that describes a personality. So, in that personality, that we're going to have the minor arcana that talks about, let's say, our daily life, mm -hmm. and then you have the major arcana that that is really vertical time. Well, there's no time in there. There's no time and space. Everything's occurring at the same time. I'm not going to go through all the cards, but the ones that are sort of coming to the forefront are temperance, which is all of the synchronistic um, events that need to go on for something to formulate. So if, if something emerges that I'm going to create a new souffle, there must be the combination of elements that create the chemical reaction that are gonna produce this rising of a souffle. And it has to be in the heat of the oven uh, at a particular temperature, of course. But if you open the oven midway, your souffle is going to flop. <laughs> so synchronicity is pretty critical when something is kind of formulating to, to make itself into your sculpture. It's, it's going on within you. So we need space for that to occur. So that's giving yourself time to do absolutely nothing. And I like to look at it as, get, you know, get bored. Take, take an hour in a, a day, you know, seal yourself off in a room. No computer, no phone, no music, no nothing. And let yourself get dead bored and see what rises. And you might need to practice. You know, some people think, well, I did it for an hour, nothing happened. Well, yeah, but, but you haven't given it, you know, a practice where let's say twice a week you do that over a year, you might find pretty fantastical things will come out of you. Yeah. You know, the, the creating the statue of David uh, didn't occur in a one hour period. No. <laughs> it, it took much, much longer, you know. The, the, the Sistine Chapel wasn't something that was painted in two minutes, right? So we're, we're in a very 
rapid society. Yeah, it's instant gratitude. Yeah. You're right. That's you you took the words out of my mouth. It's it's true. We we go so quickly, we don't have gratitude for all the amazing things that are going on in our lives. And sometimes we even pay lip service to gratitude. I don't know about mm. you, but if I find myself in a place where I'm like, oh, you know, I don't have this and I don't have that, and you know, I get a bit whiny, it's like, okay, get get your hat on, get real, you know, sit sit with your tree and become a tree. And then all of a sudden I look around from the moment, you know, I started thinking, oh, I don't have this or have that. I'm in lack mentality. Two minutes later, it's like, oh my God, I don't want anything. I have too much. Like the other day I said, oh, I'm going to have to go pick up my books from my old office. And, oh, maybe I should get one of those leaning bookcases. And I started searching and I'm like, oh, I don't want to spend this money. You know, uh, do I really need to spend this money? And I'm like, oh, but I need to put this somewhere. And blah, 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 blah. And it's like, oh man, you know, why aren't my legs working? And uh, you know, I could figure all this out better. And then I went, okay, you got to stop now. Yeah. And I sat, I, I, my head was getting all confused. So I just sat with my tree and calmed down. And I went, oh my God, it's not that you don't have something. It's that you have too much. Mm. You have too yeah. much. Right. So that is so fascinating to realize that we have too much. Like if I have to buy something to support, you know, stuff that I have, maybe it's just time I find a different way. And and it all cleared my head, all cleared up that that creativity. And I, I said, well, you got all these nice containers. Keep what you need that is for business and for work. The rest, maybe give away or toss away. And I just started thinking of really, you know, uh, great ways to store the things that I have and to toss out what I absolutely don't need or give it away. I mean, you know, I say toss out, but there's a lot of stuff I've already decided I'm going to give to, uh, you know, another practitioner here. And, you know, it's, it's great. You know, it'll benefit her. And um, it benefits me, right? <laughs> so it, it just totally shifted. I was getting anxious. Like literally I could feel myself going into, oh, I need this to store this and I need that. And where am I going to put it? And, and, and I felt myself getting pressured. And the moment I just sat back, sat with the tree, the, it was like th this total clarity. And the mind cleared away. So there was nothing going on in the mind. And then something started happening to go, oh, it's a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff. And you're trying to intellectually figure out what to do with it. But you really haven't gone deep enough to see what's really going on. And the moment I said, oh, my God, it's just too much stuff. You don't mm. need it. I'm not a 20-year-old person going into practice where I can, you know, pull things out, store things. No, I, I've got my years of experience. I have, we have the internet now to be able to read uh, books online. And we don't have to store all this stuff anymore. Now, young people might want to do that. There might be people who have big houses and want to do that. For me personally, I want to lighten yeah. up. 
that's that will come out of the creativity. I don't think that comes out of our mind. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, no, like, I'm just feeling into it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. What do you it think? It does make sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's not really a, a head thing, no. right? The minute we get caught up in the head, it's like trying yeah. to organize and maintain something that maybe you haven't really looked deep yeah. enough. And all of the stuff feels really heady. Do you know what I mean? When we lighten up our possessions, like there's more space for the body to feel. It's less stuck in the head. I don't know. That. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Certainly, I can feel that energy. It's like I was right up yeah. in the head. The head pulls everything apart, you know, and tries to deal with every little thing. And the moment you pull away from the head, then something different comes up and i would say that different thing is is coming from our fire not from the head because the head has too many ideas oh i have all this stuff i need to organize it you can hear my voice even trying you know you got all those books and then you got the files and then you got your manuals then you've got you know some objects and then you've got you know those those bookcases that are not going to fit in here and then you've got a lamp and then you got another lamp and the other part of me is like, well, who cares? Yeah. And the moment, the moment I dismiss um, the mind's, you know, need to fix everything, I guess, fix it all, find a place. It's like, well, no, wait. Creatively, is this really what what I what I need in my life? Creatively, I want more yeah. space. I don't want to make. I don't want a bookcase in here. I don't want paintings in here. I've got everything required to run my office. I don't want any more. Now, it might have been very different when I was in my 20s, 30s, and 40s. I said, oh, it's great. It's time to expand. It's time to, you know, open up a new office, which I have done. You know, I used to have, you know, um, a a waiting room. And then the room was very big, so I could teach in that room. And then I had two treatment rooms. It was a very different um, time in my life. Now... Everything revolves around the computer. My expertise is highlighted through doing uh, sessions online. Uh, I, I feel like my, my personal, that doesn't mean for anyone else, my personal expertise is hampered when I have my clinic and people come in. Before, it wasn't yeah. like that. You know, for 20 years, it wasn't like that. It was like, no, this is going to be great. I need, I need to see you, but I, I, I'm different. And the, the way I do my work coming from a creative place is way more dynamic if I get to see somebody online. Yeah. And I, it really amazes me that that's even a possibility. Now, some people don't like it. Some people don't work yeah. well that way. That's mm-hmm. fine. There are plenty of people who will see you in person even you know, even with the difficulties of mm. pandemic. But I found it really surprising, you know, the difficulties of pandemic. How many people just went, this is great, yeah. you know, doing it this way. And I'm, I said, well, for me, it is, even if I am the client, yeah. because I can relax into the session. And then later on, um, once the session is done, I can relax. Yeah. I can lay yeah. down. I don't have to jump into a car or get on a bus. 
if you're if you're leisurely and you walked to your your treatment and you walk home, that to me is a whole other ball game. Or if you feel really peaceful, uh, I have a friend who who loves going home by bus. It takes her a really long time. It is her peaceful time to listen to a book or read a yeah. book or enjoy something. She loves yeah. it. And, you know, I, I understand that completely. But it, I, I often wonder, you know, people coming and it's like, oh, I have to get, you know, drop the kids off. I needed to find time. There was traffic. I, I got here. Late. You know, then they, they come out of the session and they, they have to go and I have to go here. I have to go there. It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't really get why being present. So some people it's a, it's maybe a social event or maybe it, it feels good to be in the presence, but I find the session is more important than what we think we like. That's, that's my focus. Yeah. Mine. I do not, please, I'm putting a, um, a, a, appendix here that that does not mean that is your way of doing it uh, and all ways are beautiful yeah. and all ways are are absolutely gorgeous but to me that's knowing your princess of wands because mm. queen of wands would be very different energy that we're talking yeah. about here but princess of wands yeah you know, that's our energy. It's like, what what suits you? And of course, you know, how you work in different uh, environments. So whether you have a practice or whether you have a shop, whether you are, you know, you sell your expertise, your time, your labor, whether you work for a company, all of that is beautiful uh, as long as you know a little bit yeah. about yourself. If you don't know about yourself, well, then you, then you might be in a place you don't want to be in. You might be fear-ridden. Uh, you might be, um, you know, disliking something and not taking, uh, not being honest about it. And and one of the things I always find, if this card had been reversed, I would be talking very differently. It would be someone who's in resentment, very resentful. So I think of an employee mm. of a company who feels taken advantage of, you know, well, when once, by the time you feel taken advantage of, likely you've lied uh, throughout. So you go into the company and somebody says uh, something to you you don't like, and you don't say, hey, don't talk to me like yeah. that. Or somebody offers you extra work and you're like, well, I, why am I getting this extra work? That's your work. Why am I doing it? But you say yes. Yeah. Every yes is is a build up. Every yes that that you think in your in yourself is not a yes. You're building up resentment. And most people say, "Well, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to cause any problems." Well, then you're headed for yeah. a bigger problem because your resentment is going to grow with every lie you tell, and it's gonna be impossible to go mm. backwards. You know, and the risk we think is, well, I'll get fired. Well, maybe that's the luckiest thing because if this place you're working is is not going to listen uh, to you, if you say, no, that's not my job, or I'd like more money yeah. for it, I will do it. You pay me more money or whatever it is. Um, 
then maybe it's the best thing that you get fired. <laughs> maybe you've saved yourself a whole lot of pain. So I'm just describing if she was upside down, she would be the kind of person who, you know, is too afraid and, and lies. Mm. You would lie. And that's, that's a hard thing to face, right? You have a, when you have a conviction, it's Friedrich Nietzsche who said, uh, let me find this. It's a great quote. Um, let me see if I can remember it. Uh, convictions are greater foes of the truth than lies. So if I have a conviction that if I say anything, I might cause problems, well, now I'm not going to be able to tell mm. the truth, right? You know? And of course, it culminates in, in a lie, but my conviction is, is worse. Because a lot of people, I'm sure you've experienced this, Eloise, where people have a conviction, I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to cause problems. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to cause problems, which could be the truth. That could be true. If I say something, I might cause a problem. If I say something, I might be fired. That, that's apparently a possibility. Mm. But that conviction leads to a massive resentment. So when you see a fire card upside down, you know immediately resentment is not far behind. And it will accumulate. I've seen, I've seen this over and over again. I'm sure you have too, where... You know, you work with somebody, they're still quite young, and you suggest, well, maybe it's time you say something. What is it you'd like to say? Oh, no, I'm not going to say anything. And it's like, well, this is going to get worse for you. And they come back 10 years later, they say it's, it's an impossible situation. Well, why don't you get fired now? Oh, I can't. Right? It yeah. just gets worse and worse and worse. So your Princess of Wands is bringing um, also you know, clearing out uh, the resentment because the fire doesn't like it. You know, fire doesn't like stuff that stands um, in its way. It'll just burn <laughs> it, especially when it's yeah. upright. If we're upside down, again, we'd be talking about this very differently. It would mean our resentments are so uh, convinced uh, that there's no way out, you know. And that's my reading for this week. Enjoy your creativity rising yeah. to the surface. Like it should be fun to see that. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only suggestion. I think it's going to happen anyway, but it's a good idea to have space so that you can allow it to move forward. It's a good time, too. We've got, you know, we have Mercury in retrograde coming up. We're in, we're, the, we're yeah. in the, um, we're in uh, the, are we in it already? I thought it was on the, yeah, it is. Oh. That's the 21st. I thought, I thought it was... Oh, oh September. September. Oh, so we're not quite in it, right? It's going October 14th to November 3rd. So we're just at the beginning. I've already had yeah. a few experiences. Uh, but we're well, not there we completely all when this goes <laughs> oh shoot! Right. <laughs> That's very confusing. Oh, I'm a Zoom Sorry. Yes, we, we are. In, yes, we are. We're well into. <laughs> we're well into it then. Yes. Oh, and then well, when when's the full moon? Yeah. Let me just look at full moon. Full moon, the twenty first is going to be. Let's see. 
Bob Mercury and Retrograde missing with us. So, so the harvest moon was October 1st. So, um, and the blue moon is October 31st. It was so nice. So moon phase wise, it's not showing me moon phases. Moon phases 2020. Let's see <clears throat> exactly where we're going to be, where we are this week, and what's going to happen. So uh, we've got. It's going to be a little different yeah. for everyone, but um, third quarter, uh, third quarter, fourth. Uh, right, we're just coming to. We're gonna we're between the new moon and the first quarter, so it's still gonna be a, mm. a that's still a waning moon. Right? No, it's a waxing moon. Waxing, right? Waxing moon. So, yeah. So that's beautiful, right? Because the waxing moon and Princess of Wands is is an increase in what we want to add yeah. to our lives. Because we had the Princess of Wands inverted right. two weeks ago. Right. And it's usually, you know, often when we have, um, you know, a card that's inverted, it doesn't mean that it's like literally bad. It could mean that something is on the rise. So it's no surprise that, that mm. she comes up upright. Especially with the busyness, you know, of end of August, September for many people in the yep. northern hemisphere. And of course it's harvest time. So we're we're harvesting and we're also preparing um our bodies are preparing to go through the rest of hibernation um of yep. winter in the northern hemisphere. And then southern hemisphere, it's super active. It's springtime. Things are moving, and then you get a little bit of a lull in the summer, uh, summer months. So there's a lot, a lot of activity going on for the, the people in the Southern Hemisphere. So the, the Princess of Wands uh, matches up with that activity level of the Southern Hemisphere. And for the nor Northern Hemisphere, we're more harvesting something. So if, if you look at creativity and you're living in the Southern Hemisphere, it would be all of the synchronistic events bringing things together so that something's coming out creatively. Whereas in the Northern Hemisphere, the difference is, well, yes, there's synchronistic events, but something is, is actually readying itself to be harvested. So it's so interesting to look at the, the two hemispheres that way. Yeah. Right. So did, did that yeah. difference make sense there? It's quite, yeah, it's quite a, it's a, it's a nuance, but it certainly is different. Just like we feel different in the spring, we yeah. feel different in the fall. You know, there is a lot more activity in the fall and the spring, but when it comes to creativity, it's like lots of things on the rise. We may not necessarily manifest uh, in the spring the, the creative object, but for us in the northern hemisphere, we're actually harvesting that mm. that creative object. I don't yeah. know about you, but yeah. I feel that. 
I really feel that strong energy of, oh yeah, sure, it's it's harvest time. Uh, I can already see mm-hmm. the lull of winter. I can already see that that that's coming, but there's still a lot to um, harvest before uh, going into the lull of, yeah. of winter. We've got a lot to do. <laughs> Yes, we do. But but then, but as you say that, I go, yes, we're harvesting, but we do need to keep in mind we're going into a quiet time. So the mind could say, you got to do everything before you get there. No, you don't. No, you don't. Maybe a lot of, we harvest and then toss out yeah. the garbage too, right? And And we store it up for winter, but you can't do everything. You can't grow next year's crops this year. Yeah. So always watch out for that. We brought this came up at the beginning. Eloise mentioned it again. You know, take some time, some space. So that, you know, even my story where I thought, oh, you know, I should get this and that so I could do all these things. It's like, no, no. Allow the creativity to come and it might show you something completely different. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, my darlings, have a wonderful yeah. week. I really like that. And would love to hear your feedback on what occurs this week for you. And uh, yeah, let us know if you have something you want us to focus on. Thank you, Eloise, as always, for being uh, here. Yeah, we'll speak to you all soon. Or next week. (laughs) Next week. Yes, ma'am. All right.